All right. Good morning. Good morning, good people, or good afternoon, good day, whatever it is um, that uh, is on your schedule that you're listening to us at. Um, this is Vibrant Vernacular, and I am Pashas. I'm Shawan. It's SLA. And as normal, we do start with an attitude of gratitude. So what are we thankful for, good people? Oh, wow. Asla, you go first this time. I know. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, well, we celebrated my grandma's birthday yesterday. She turned Woo-hoo! 102. 102. Oh, Jesus. That was pretty cool. Um, and it's just a blessing because she's still in her right mind. Um, like, remember, knows everybody. Like, so that's always good, you know. I mean, of course, we have to take care of her at 102, you would think that. But Mm -hmm. nothing like where she, you know, is in a home or close to being in a home. You know, she's in the comfort of her own house, um, surrounded by family, you know, in good health. So it was just like, you know, a blessing. And it just shows you, like, simplicity. She never really wants to do anything. I think she likes being celebrated on her birthday. We kind of see her come (laughs) a little more to life. Um, on that day, but it's always simple stuff. Like everyone knows to get her cheesecake, um, or since it's around the holidays, something eggnog affiliated. So, I mean, that's basically, you know, all she wants. One fun thing that I came up with, um, because she is getting older, um, our family's kind of small, so I just divided it among like the cousins. It's like a set of two of us. Um, Mm -hmm. so I said, why don't we all, you know, submit one or two questions that we'd like to know from grandma and she's a little more, she's a little more, um, (laughs) calm and collective with my sister, Amanda. So, um, I told Amanda to record her, like ask her the questions, just like a regular conversation, um, and record her. And then we're just going to send it to everybody. So everyone has that as a keepsake, um, of questions. So. That is genius. Yeah. Oh my Just God, that's genius. Oh, that. That was pretty um, fun. That just yeah. like warmed my heart to hear that. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. were you going to No, that was it. That was just, it was a good day. It's kind of surreal if you think, like, not to dwell on like her whole story, but she like lost her mom. So she's like us when she was young, probably like six or eight years old. And for her to live that long, it's pretty cool. She's ordained. I mean, that is some crazy, absolutely insane, just blessings. Tell Gma, I'm still waiting for my adoption papers because (laughs) I just got haven't gotten them yet. I gotta bring her around again. Yes, I'm pretty sure they just got lost in the mail. Tell her I understand and I forgive her. Okay, (laughs) just waiting for it. You're so crazy. (laughs) Well, I'm definitely um, just grateful for life. um, That I'm glad you started with that because yeah. It's all about life right now. Just um, I'm grateful for every blessing. Um, these ideas, I've been up since like two and three this morning, writing, typing, sending emails to people. Um, I'm just really hopeful about my future. So that's that's enough to keep me going. Well, it's so funny because um, every year, me and my sister, we uh, make like Christmas buckets, boxes, whatever. I don't know what you want to call them, where we do like a bunch of little snacks and we take them to like, we usually go to a lot of people's houses, like little just older family members and just show up and give them, you know, the boxes for Christmas. And it's funny this year, it's been a, it's been a test for our family this year. It's just been a lot of stuff going on, 
But we go see this lady, her name is Miss Debbie. And when we were growing up in Foundation Park, um, she was very pivotal like in our lives. She was always there. If we needed something, we could go to her. She she was like the most caring person, never had a frown on her face. You never Aww. saw any stress. She was always smiling and she was always like helping. Uh, she ended up being my little brother, Pern's godmom. Um, so we decided to go visit her yesterday. And it was kind of like you as like, it was just so surreal just seeing how much people have people that have little like she's been living in foundation park for 40 38 years 38 years so that's all she knows you know what i'm saying is that neighborhood and when we went to visit her she was literally waiting for us at the door like she was looking because she knew we were coming and she was looking for us to come so you never know how much of an impact you make on somebody's life by coming back to see them and showing them how much you care. So as we were about to leave, um, my sister was like, here's the bucket we bought you because she doesn't drink. So we bought her some like sparkling cider and stuff. And um, we were like, here's your bucket. You know, we love you. We appreciate you. And she was like, I've been look. I look forward to this every year. And Aww. me and my sister were like crazy. Like it blew our minds because... <laughs> We didn't expect her to say that. You know, we know people appreciate stuff like that, you know, and it's kind of few and far between that people do things like that, you know, anymore. But it just, like you said, Asley, just kind of like, I don't know, it just warms you up, like you said, Shawan. Mm-hmm. melts your heart just to see that something that small, like me making crockpot candy and fudge and my brother making candy walnuts, my sister bringing peppermint bark meant so much to someone. And it was not mm-hmm. just the snacks. It was just us being there, our, our presence. So, but anyway, that was like my, so sweet. my uh, gratitude moment. So uh, this is going to take a turn. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, let's go. Okay. So uh, vulnerable moments, our favorite Favorite sessions, right? I know this Ooh. is like the best way to end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so my son had saxophone practice on Tuesday. So he goes every Tuesday. So me and my husband practice. And this was this. It was just an interesting turn of events. So we go and I'm literally out of gas. And I just didn't feel like filling up. I mean, I have no excuse for it. I just didn't feel like filling up. I mean, I just didn't want to do it. So when we drop him off at practice, I was like, I don't know if things are like ordained or like your steps are really ordered. But anyway, so I drop him off at practice. And fortunately, the gas station is right near his practice. So we go to the gas station. My husband's out pumping the gas. And so he leaves the car door open. Now, y'all know it's winter and you know your girl stay cold. So I'm sitting here like, dude. You got my car door open. Like, what the heck is going on? I don't say anything because I'm not trying to start no petty argument. And I'm already in a mood. So I'm like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, he got my car. When he finished pumping the gas, he's going to get my car. And he's going to shut the door. Oh, okay, that works. He gets my car and he leaves the door open <laughs> still. Oh and I'm like, yo, this is getting incredible. This is ridiculous. Why is my door open? 
right? So I'm trying to get my thoughts together and wrap my head around whether I should just cuss them out or whether I should just let it go. So I decide to take the high road. So I let it go, right? <laughs> so finally, I hear him say, that dude's stealing. And in my mind, he yelled it. But in our actuality, he didn't yell it, right? So I'm like, what the heck is going on? What is he talking about? So now I look out the door and I see a white man. And I open my door. This white man has a gun in a holster pointed at a kid. Oh my God. Now, mind you, the kid is walking back to the store. Mm. So I'm not understanding. My, my husband's like, yo, he got, he's, he's stealing. What, what's going on? You know, and he's like trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure it out and process it. But all I see is a white man pointing a gun at a child. Now, mind you, the child to me, like I, I wouldn't be able to properly guess his age, but I would say age range, maybe about 14 to maybe 16. Mm. So the gun was still in the holster. And he's pointing it at the kid. And in my mind, the fuck are you doing? You know what I'm saying? It's a bag of chips. So like I'm in my head, like can't process that I'm really seeing this and not understanding fully what's going on. So my husband gets back in the car and he's like, okay, we could go. I'm like, no, 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 we can't go. I think I need to go in this grocery store and pay for the boys chips. My husband's like, no, it ain't even about the chips at this point, but we could just go. And he just keeps suggesting to go. And I'm just sitting there at the pump and I'm like, no. Now, mind you, I stood outside of the car for a long time, just staring at this white man, just staring at him, giving them the look of sheer death. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on with you? Like, what is wrong with your head? Right. Mm -hmm. So eventually he gets in the car and mind you, he looking nervous in the car. The little boy goes back in the store, you know, with the associates and stuff. And my husband is telling me, he's like, yo, I don't even think, I don't know if he stole anything or not. He is like, some other people alerted the sales associate that he didn't pay, but that doesn't mean that he didn't pay. And like, he's like, well, let's just go, you know, let's just go. And I'm still, I can't rationalize in my mind leaving, you know, mm -hmm. I'm like, I need to go in this store. Like I need to protect this kid. And I looked at my husband and I'm like, what if that was a non or a me? Wouldn't uh, you want somebody to advocate for them? Mm -hmm. Who else is going to do it? And my husband is like, so what are we doing? Are we calling the police? What are we doing? Because <laughs> we need to just go. So now I circle my car around and I park. The guy is parked in front of the store, the white guy. So I bring my car around and I park directly behind him. And I'm still in my mind debating if I need to get out this car or if I'm supposed to leave. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So eventually my husband uh, said it again. And I was just like, let's just go. Right. So I leave. And the whole time I'm in my mind, I felt like I just didn't do the right thing. You know? So mm. the vulnerable moment is what do y'all think? What would you have done in a situation? Like, OMG. Okay, wow. that's a hard one. It's really difficult. I feel that, um, the part about the man having the gun like that just really triggers something, I guess. And it just made me think with you saying that you wanted to go in and help. And, you know, it's like your your heart was with the child. 
I think we have to stand up for for the children, especially if his parents weren't there. There was no other adult like coming to stepping up to the plate, so to speak. Um, it just made me think about being an advocate, supporting like the whole concept of it takes a village. That's what came to mind. But getting back to the firearm part, like that part strikes me so much because I feel that, well, I am a, a gun owner, a legal gun owner. Um, and I just feel that that would have been a moment, you know what I'm saying, to kind of really show, I mean, not like we about to get into a gun fight in the parking <laughs> lot, but just like, no, you're not going to do this. It's not going to go down like that. Like just being present for the child is is very important and just be, making sure that nothing, you know, like it, that it doesn't go left real quick because this man could have felt, you know, entitled to do something, mm -hmm. protecting some property that probably wasn't even he is, you know, but just like, oh, we got it. Was the child black? Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. So that's another reason I feel that it does take a village, but I just feel with like owning a firearm, I do have a new level of confidence. Like, not today, bitch. You know, like it's not going down <laughs> like that. Today. So, wow. I just commend you for wanting to do more. I know it is difficult when you got somebody going against everything that you feel in, in your spirit right then. So, wow. I, I think I would have definitely advocated more for the child. Yeah, that's a hard one. Thanks for sharing because these are always the situations we talk about. Like we talk a good game, but once we're actually in the situation, thank you. Yeah, it's kind of like traumatic, so to speak. Like because one, it's so surreal that you, again, surreal that you're seeing it, and then two, that does take a lot to mentally process. Your mind mm -hmm. is trying to catch up with what is actually happening. Mm -hmm. Um. I agree with Shawan. I would have felt the same way because he is a young black boy and us having young black boys, you don't ever want them to be in a situation like that. And there is no one. And we see too many times how that situation goes left. Yes. Um, and I don't know, maybe I would have kind of waited around for the situation to kind of deescalate and then kind of gone in there to see, you know, what was going on. Cause that, to be honest, that's our problem. White people like to take the law, and everything else into their hands and it never turns out right for us mm -hmm. so I don't think I would have done it in the moment I don't think I would have left if I did leave I would have come back to kind of maybe double triple check um what took place because and it sucks to say but people are just too crazy who's to say that man didn't see you watching him mm -hmm. and when you went in there to try to defend him he goes off on you Mm -hmm. He points the firearm at you. Now puts you and your husband in a situation. Um, so it's just a lot that goes through your mind. It sucks because it is our job to protect the village. Um, I don't know. I, and I'm a punk. I would have probably like pushed my husband more to do it. Like, yo, you, you go check. Do something. I don't want to do it. Um, it or were there other people head. around too? No. <laughs> That's crazy. That's the craziest part. I felt like, and, and it could be test. my mind. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. my, I don't know, but it just felt like it was just us, them, us, mm -hmm. and them. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how it felt. And my husband had his gun on him at the time. So, and his mind, like we talked about it afterwards. So this is the after conversation part of it. And I'm, 
I don't know. I was just so upset by the whole situation and how everything went down. But he was just asking me how I felt about it the next day and what my like, what was I thinking based up and then what he was discussing, what he was thinking. And it was just weird because this is the craziest part, Ezra Ishwan. The whole time that he was pumped the gas, not only was I thinking about being cold, I was also thinking about getting my gun. I've been debating this for the last couple of months or a couple of weeks. And I was actually telling myself when I get home tonight, I'm going to go ahead and start the process of getting my concealment license for a gun. This is right before this thing happened. Like I'm as he's pumping gas, I'm like, okay, when I get home, I'm going to go ahead and get this concealment license application done. That's what I literally said before he yelled. So the afterthought, my husband made a strong point. He was like, who's to say if we both had a gun, how it would have ended? You know what I'm saying? He was like, and I don't know, you know, how you would have responded. Like he was, I guess he knows I can be irrational to a certain extent in a certain way. And like guns do give confidence, but some people get a false sense of confidence with the Mm -hmm. gun. So it was just, I don't know, it was a lot that he stated, but I told him, I was like, literally, if you were not there, I would have handled it totally different. I said, I would not have been irrational if I had a gun, but he would have known that I had a gun. You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't have been me yeah, pulling it out, throwing it in the air, you know, like, hey, what you going to do? Let's, you know, he would have seen it on my waist, on my holster. It wouldn't have been pulled out, but he would have known that what he done would have had some consequences to his actions. And then my husband was like, if we waited for the police, he was like, I would have just made sure that they understood that Tom was being reckless with his gun. Not only did, if the boy did steal the chips, he was like, but if we're going to talk about the boy stealing the chips, then we need to talk about how Tom was reckless with this gun. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. That would have been logical. Um, but it was just more so just like you said, as a way we have sons. So the thought that no one would have stepped up for my kid haunted me, you know, literally haunted me because I'm like, I feel like I wasn't that kid's advocate. Now, although he was wrong, if he did steal the chips, I don't know if he did or not, but if he stole the chips, he was wrong, but I don't know if he knew how far the consequences of him stealing a bag of chips could have stretched i wanted to say a few things um there's definitely a bigger conversation like when it comes to him knowing what he did you know like the consequences of his actions but um a large part of me was just thinking like um the words that keep coming to mind is like don't speak about it be about it you know like if we're online or in our personal conversations we have this you know, stand up for our people mentality, this community mentality, I feel that we have to be prepared to act on that. What does it mean for for our village, quote unquote. Um, Another thing y'all talked about, if this was a test, like how you gonna act? Like, what are you gonna do if you're placed in that situation? This is a good time to think. Of course, we can't plan these things. Nobody plans for a moment like this, but having some idea of what would I do? Like, this is a good thing to kind of, you know, for us to think about it this time. And I also wanted to say that um, women are like the fastest growing population of new gun owners. 
And I have a friend who's like an ex-military and a gun enthusiast. And he was really able to educate me on which gun he thought would be best. But once I got into the store and I started talking to the person that was helping me, they gave me a few different ones to try to, to hold, you know, you can't point the gun at anybody, but to be able to hold it and see it, make sure it's not too heavy for you. Make sure you're able to pull it out when you need to real quickly, all that stuff. Mm. It's like really fun, you know, as time passes now that I have it to, to be responsible with it, you know, <laughs> that's a whole nother show. You know, you have to be responsible when you own a gun, but owning one, like I said, that confidence is there. Not that you're going to be reckless with it, but just know if you placed in certain situations, there's no need to fear because you you got what you need, you know, and going about it the legal way. In Georgia, it didn't take long. I mean, one day I woke up, I was like, look, I'm about to do this, you know, and I just <laughs> went to the proper office and filled out my paperwork. And it took less than an hour for me to get the permit. It's called a weapons carry license. That's what it's called here. But, you know, it's all the same, um, the same thing, but they call it a different name in other states. And um, just like educating yourself, I think that's a big part of owning a, a, a weapon, but it's definitely a, a good choice, a step in the right direction. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you would think common sense wise, if it's just chips, that a gun <laughs> is not warranted for anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just feel like, I mean, and I don't know, not to throw race into it, but I think that was a big factor of Absolutely. how he felt he could intimidate him. Because I just feel like if it was the other way around, somebody might have said, hey, you know, get back in there and take those chips back or let him go and pay for the damn chips. We in a pandemic. Yes. If he stole those chips. He was hungry at that moment. He was Is not. It right. No. Is it wrong? I mean, I would... it's just or is it something for him to do? He bored his hell. I don't yep. know. Um, but like Shawan said, that's a whole bigger conversation that needs to, clearly there's something not right with him that Mm -hmm. he does not know (laughs) the major consequences to this. Maybe that gun being pulled out on him will change him, um, to know that, Hey, this unfortunately is the wild, wild west. So, you know, you need to be mindful of what you're doing basically because of the color of your skin that could have went so far left yep and when i tell you white people know the law white people know the law he would have found a way to have solidified his actions off of your 25 cent bag of damn chips exactly Um, would have been twisted his character would have been tested yep but you know i also i could be honest with you my husband had asked me i think he asked me in the car he was like so what what would you do like you know what I'm saying? If you did have a gun, what would you do? And I was like, well, to be honest with you, I don't want to lose my life over somebody else's kid. And I'm not being, I'm not trying to be uh, selfish or mean or anything. But honestly, I'm not going to do anything that will cause my life to be in danger because I have my own family that I want to go home to. I said, so I'm not going to be reckless with my actions. So I get that there's a fine line that we have to walk and not everybody knows where that fine line is or ends or begins. So it would be hard rationalizing how if he would pull a gun out on a kid over chips, if I had a gun where he feel as though his life was threatened and shoot me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Huh? 
I said saying? he's gonna say that if it came down to that, and as that's a black what I'm saying. Woman, yeah. So it's like something to think about on both sides, but at the time, my irrational mind, and I'm not saying it's irrational in a bad way, but was more, I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? At that point, yeah. I was just yeah. like, this kid may need me. I don't really, I'm not, I wasn't thinking about that at all. No consequence crossed my mind in that light. It was more so this kid needs help. I need to help this kid, if that makes sense. So it, it was just, I don't know. And I don't want to die with the glory of my kids growing up saying, well, at least my mom died protecting somebody, you know, like, even though that that's a good thing that could be honorable, I still want to be present for my children. I want to see my grandkids if possible. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, I don't know. It's a, if it, it is a very fine line that you have to figure out the best possible process and outcome, you know? So, it, I mean, it's interesting to say the least. hard. So I guess, Shawan, you asked a good question or you made like a good statement. Like we're always like, you know, talk about it, be about it. But I guess, I don't know, like what do you guys think is like a good fine line? Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean, I guess, I mean, I I know that's the (laughs) conversation, but um, I was, I don't know, that just stuck with me. Because I mean, we talk about that all the time and it's just like, now you're thrown in it. I don't feel like you acted wrong or right. You know, it's Mm -hmm. just how you felt at the time. And that's respectable because, I mean, again, we both know outcomes like that don't always work out correctly. But Exactly. And that's the scary part. And yeah. I think it's more of an intention thing. And maybe that's what it is. Like, my heart was in the right place. So I wasn't thinking about, okay, I don't want to die for this kid at that time. At that moment, it was this kid needs help. This kid needs protection. This kid mm-hmm. needs someone here for them. And it was more the advocacy thing. You know, as you think about the situation, then everything else comes into play. Like, oh, my God, I got kids. If this would have happened and he sold chips, now I'm defending him and he sold chips. And, like, it was just like, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) All of the other stuff starts to kind of swim through your mind. But I know ultimately my heart was pure. I wanted to make sure the kid was protected. And that was the bottom line. And like all of that other stuff, I should have just threw by the wayside and not really said it out loud or considered it. But it was a thought, though. You know what I'm saying? Those are thoughts mm-hmm. that you genuinely have. Like, who's going to raise my kids if I'm not here? You know? So, like, it's just interesting. Never thought yeah. I would be put in that position to see something like that at all. True. Well, glad everybody made it out alive. Cause, exactly. Again. Exactly. Because Tom didn't give a. <laughs> <laughs> Tom said, "I'm about it, Christmas or not. That's Tis the them, season. They are. If they could kill Ahmad, what is his name? Ahmad Aubrey for mm-hmm. running in a park, and this dude supposedly stole chips. What's the difference? Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah, the big I thing. Want to chime in and answer? Um, I feel like she asked, like, what did I mean? Don't speak about it. Be about it. I feel no. Like- I know what you meant." I just oh, okay. meant, like, how do you find, I guess, any ideas on, like, I don't know, how to be active yeah, in that I, situation? Y'all know I'm a social worker, so I feel like I'm always trying to be about it. Um, it's rubbing <laughs> off slightly on my children, but um, 
Yeah, for me, it's always like, if you see something, say something. You see something, do something. And like what Pash just brought up, wanting to be there, you know, make sure you're around for your kids. I guess in those moments, I feel like I have nothing to lose. Like if, if it does go left or something goes wrong, I stood up for exactly what I believe in. You know, I, I think about that. The more we sit and talk about this, it's like, I just feel like whatever you feel on the inside, whatever you say, whatever you live by or stand by, like those are the moments where you spring into action, I feel. So yeah, not not thinking about the consequences can seem a little reckless in the, in the moment, but I'm always thinking for the greater good, you know, like, Mm-hmm. Um, helping a kid because there was nobody else to help him at this time or, or the advocacy and so support is like what my business Seymour Angels is just built upon like advocating for people who can't necessarily advocate for themselves but we do have to think about our personal safety so yeah I definitely encourage you to get your own weapon and use it responsibly hey <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any food for thought. I think that was just <laughs> me trying to make a rational decision. <laughs> just trying that. to, yeah, <laughs> rationalize in a situation that I never thought I would be in. But I would say it does take a village, like Shawan said. And we do have to be advocates for these kids because we don't know what their home environment is like. And as I like, just to say, he did not need to steal those chips just based <laughs> upon his attire and his demeanor. Oh, okay. He could afford it. And it was like the snack chips. So like the 25 cent bag of chips, not like, well, I guess, I guess they 50 cent now. I don't know. But uh, it was something that was affordable. It probably was just something fun to do, you know. But yeah. Okay. Well, then, yeah, you did the right decision. <laughs> trying to afford them damn chips. And he trying to be a <laughs> damn viral sensation. Girl, I don't know. Or it's no, on somebody's damn t-shirt. The hell? One of the two. One of the Marie Lauren too. But anyway. <laughs> but be an advocate for these kids as best as we can. That's what we gotta do. We definitely gotta stand up for the kids. Hey. Well, Azalea, where can these good people find us and, and view this episode um, or hear this episode? We is on Instagram. You know, continue the conversation there. And y'all can listen to us on Spotify and Anchor. Um, and yeah. Tis the season. Definitely. All right. Have a good day. Good peoples. Yay. Bye.